Hello, everybody. Oh, I was thinking, can we start again? Because I was breathing into the <laughs> microphone. <laughs> I was jokingly doing it. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of A Couple of Creatives. I've always wanted to do that. That's a nice intro. Hello, and welcome back. Isn't that what everyone says when they have a podcast? I think it's well, welcome back. I, I'm glad you came and listened. Thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate you. We both appreciate you. And the lady that's vacuuming in the background of this yeah. podcast also appreciates you. I'm sorry. We live in a building. We can't always control <laughs> the sounds around us. I swear she's like, all right, uh, podcast is starting and I'm going to vacuum right now. It does feel like that. She'll decide to hang a picture or it is a lot quieter than my last apartment. But still, there's the dogs and... It's, it's interesting. But nonetheless, let's get right into today's topic of conversation, which yes. the two of us are going to be discussing working be for scussing. free. Be, be cussing. Be cussing and discussing. Discussing. It's going to be the episode Whether... cussing and discussing. <laughs> <laughs> We're a little weird right now. We just finished dinner. We're currently sitting at our kitchen table and we are about half a glass into our full glass of wine. Yeah, which means that bottle is almost done now. So you guys have a, Wait, a very conversational version, cussing and discussing group of people right now. We're so fun. Um, so we're talking about working for free on this week's episode. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about the benefits, uh, the negative aspects of it, um, kind of both of our viewpoints on working for free. And uh, yeah, we'll jump into it. Lizzie, why I, don't you start? I've, I thought it would be really fun if on three, we both said, yeah. so it's like we say, whether or not we think that people should work for free, like on three, and then you say yes or no. Okay. So I'll count to three. Okay. What? I just thought it would be fun. Okay. Let's do it. I have to think of what I'm going to answer. I have my answer. Because it's hard to pick one. There's like a little asterisk beside my answer, which means I yeah, want to like delve like yes, into it to like 12 minutes. Yes, but. <laughs> or okay, no, but. Go. Just don't think about it. One, two, three. Yes. yes. Oh. So we're both on the same page, which is great. Yes, but. Yes, but is the true answer to that response. Um, I think that it's important to understand your value, and I think it's important to pick the right opportunities to work for free. And it's not always evident and obvious. You get a lot better at it as um, the years kind of go on. But what I would recommend is that you really pay attention to your gut uh, and intuition in that situation. And that's really what's going to help guide you um, to making the right decisions in this area. So Lizzie, do you have a story of working for free or do you want to give your yes, but? The thing (laughs) is, I think you have to at a certain point in your career. You have to work for free. Um, Usually it's in the form of an internship because if you want to accelerate your career, you want to get experience before anybody else is. And you want to be out in the field, um, you know, learning faster and being more equipped. Like if you're in school, for example, you want to have, you want to be everyone's best asset when you finish. And you can only learn so much from being in school. I'm just saying like, I'm just using school as an example because I went to school. So probably yeah. that's how I'm. And school is just another place for you to fail and, you know, keep yeah. making mistakes um, rather than doing it for clients. Because, yeah. School is no guarantee that you're going to come out and be able to get a job after. Far from it. No. And we realized that, um, well, I, I'm not going to speak for you. I realized that pretty quickly when I got um, into my program in university and I knew that I needed to find ways to differentiate myself or to separate myself. And 
I did that by doing internships and doing passion projects and doing things on the side and developing my skills that I wasn't necessarily learning in class, for example. Um, and kind and also working for free and trying out different jobs allows you to see what you like. And also, more importantly, figure out what you don't like. If you think like, oh, it would be really great to, I don't know, be an editor and you you like editing videos, but you decide to do this internship where you're you're an assistant editor or something, or you're assisting the assistant, you know, you're you're bottom of the barrel. (laughs) (laughs) But it's good because you get to see what they're what they're doing every day and what that work entails. I actually have a nice little asterisk to that point. I originally went to university thinking I was going to be an audio engineer. I was like dead set. Like, I'm going to be an audio, audio engineer. I'm going to produce records. That's what I'm going to do. And then I actually made a record. I yeah. went and like recorded a country band. I bought all the stuff. I had them come over to my parents' home in the basement, had all the people downstairs. I made a record. <laughs> and I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> no. I'm going to stop doing this and do something I like more, yeah. which is video. So... You know, you're going to find out what you like doing by doing it. And a lot of the times the value of free, I'm doing like air quotations, but, uh, most is worth what, a lot. What you don't like. Yes, you're, 100%. And don't get discouraged. So many people are like, oh, well, I tried this and I thought it's what I wanted, but I didn't like it. So now I don't know what to do. It's like, just pick something else and try it. You don't yeah. know what you're going to like. A lot of people go into school or come out of high school thinking, um, well, actually not a lot. A lot of people have no idea what they want to do, but some people have like a certain job. They're like, I want to direct feature films. Yeah. And I think you couldn't be, you couldn't be setting yourself up for failure more than doing something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you just have like, y- when you get out of high school, like you are not you yet. You know, things that you like doing, but you have no idea what kind of lifestyle you want to live. Like you, you haven't paid your own bills. You haven't like traveled very much. Probably like you don't know what you want. Um, you also have this idea of what it's like. And then when you yeah. actually do it, it's much different. So I think going in, like leaving high school and starting into the work field or starting school with like a much more open mind and being like, I know I love medicine or I know I love like math. What, what's going to allow me to do math every day? Or in my case, it was, I love the arts. I love being creative. I love editing these little videos, which is what I was really into in high school at that time, but they were just for fun. Um, I love music. And I thought that that's what I was going to do for most of my life. I thought I was going to be some kind of musician. I really wanted to be a singer as a kid. That's where we're the same. That's where we're the same. But then I kind of realized, um, I wasn't sure whether that was going to provide the kind of lifestyle I thought I wanted at the time. So I ended up um, going into radio and television arts. But my idea of what I wanted was always super broad. You know what I mean? It was like, I know I like this realm. Let me just get into this program and try everything and see what I like. And then when I think I like something, maybe I'll go look for an internship. And then if it doesn't work out or I don't like it, then whatever, you quit. They're not paying you. Who cares? Like, you're there... To kind of get an insight on how everything is working and really pay attention if you like it or not. Also, the experience uh, of going through things and also the connections and networking opportunities are extremely important. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, when you work for free, there's you're going to still get something out of it. 
not not the real value isn't always a monetary thing. Yeah. No, I think it's really important to understand that sometimes it's good karma that you're putting out. Sometimes it's experience that you're building. Sometimes it's a chance to make a mistake and just fail when no one really is paying attention. Um, if you're really going into everything being like, I have to get a monetary thing out of this, you're probably going to close yourself off and, and in the long run, not even make as much money. Yeah. So I think it's important to go and work for free. I think it's important to go and do those things. But again, the asterisks to pay attention to the right opportunities yeah. and really know what you're getting out of it. And I think a lot of people think that like they're, they almost wonder, well, how am I supposed to get these internships when I don't actually have any experience? As long as you go in, and this was always my angle when I was looking for internships. Like, of course I didn't know anything. I would be like, first year in university. You know what I mean? But yeah. I would tell them all of my interests, everything I'd done, and show them that you're motivated and you want to learn. That's the biggest thing. And then when you can prove that you have skills and you're a quick learner and you deliver on everything that you've told them, um, that's when you have the opportunity to, if you like working there, maybe they'll offer you a full-time job. But in my case, like I, I did a few internships, um, and one of them led me to meet a few people that, that gave me a few like freelance jobs like a year later. Yeah. Um, but if we want to get into story time, I have one story. Yeah. I wanted to, to talk on something that you were saying there. Just one little note before we jump into story time. But yep. uh, I think a lot of people get really discouraged when they think and hear like, oh, I have to be the, the I'm just going to go into this because this is an unrated podcast. I don't want to be the coffee bitch. And like that, like that actually happened to me too. But like sometimes all you need to do is prove yourself once or twice with being like, I know how to get coffee properly and like, oh, okay, cool. They take direction. What's the next thing they can do? And it doesn't take long for you to go from the the CB, the old coffee bitch to, you know, a junior otherwise, editor. Otherwise known as a PA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> PA, production assistant. Yeah. The old CB, also known as PA, to go from that to working your way up very quickly because building trust and if you're good, you will find yourself more opportunities in that company or, you know, in freelance positions if you can prove yourself on the smallest jobs. Yeah, if you're good and organized, yeah, if you can prove yourself on those small jobs and they're easy to you and also when you're getting along with everyone. Yeah. Like we're actually training um, someone to work with us who... A couple people. A couple of people, yeah. Um, but one girl in particular, she... She did go to school with us. She was in a few years, but year below me or two years below me. Yeah, I don't know. Um, she didn't really necessarily have any skills in what we're doing exactly. Like she'd never produced anything before. She'd never made a video before, but we had her out as a PA on a couple of our sets and everyone was going, wow, um, we love her. We love her so much, like all the talent and everything. Yeah. And she was just so organized, like with every little thing she understood. Cause there are some kind of silly things that you have to do on set just to kind of appease clients and things like that. And people who kind of roll their eyes at it, it's like, well, you're not going to be any good at this because no. this is just, sorry, how it works. Yeah, attitude plays such a big attitude part. Attitude is huge. And she was, everything was done with a smile. She was so great with everyone. She was so excited to be there. And we had her out a couple times and we were like, she would be so good at this. You know, if she yeah. can, anyone can learn these things if they're interested in it Yeah. at the end of the day. Anyone can do this, whether or whether or not you, like most of what you and I are doing right now, we actually didn't learn in school. No. But school taught us a lot with that said because of the program it was. I mean, for me, what I got out of school, and I don't want to like deter from what we're talking about, about working for free, but for me, it was just an opportunity to fail and then network. Like Networking was huge in our yeah. program. That's why so many people 
Like, I'm just glad that I got a chance to make a lot of things that no one ever publicly oh my God. saw. They gave us reds. Like who? Just Which is hands, a really expensive camera really for anyone who's wa- listening and but like, not familiar. Who hands? I was nineteen. You know what I mean? Yeah, they handed you a twenty-five thousand dollar camera and was like, "Cool, go have fun." So the opportunity to have access to certain pieces of equipment and then make garbage with really expensive pieces of equipment. I, w- I don't want to say but what, what you made is garbage. But anyways, this isn't about school. This is yeah. an- this is another podcast. We're moving, we're moving, we're moving along. too fast. Let's get back on. Let's reel it back in. <laughs> yeah, get back. Get back. So on story the horse. time with Elizabeth S- Pierce. Story time with Elizabeth Pierce. Okay. Um, which do you want to hear first? My like nightmare internship story. It's not very long because it didn't last long. But then I have a really good one. Now do the short that. one, then I'll say something, and then you can say something. Okay. Okay. Well, that sounds good. Cool. Okay. <laughs> so my nightmare one was I got this internship, and um, I think it was like the first one one of the first ones I'd ever done. And it was going to be long, more long-term. And it sounded like there was a lot of opportunity there. And I was... It always does. It does. And it was a small place. I don't know. I was excited about you it. You do good here, yeah. Lizzie. There's going to be new we'll opportunities. We'll give you this. Anyways, so... But who was I to be choosy? Like, I just... I wanted experience, you know? Someone was saying yes, and you wanted to also yeah. say yes. So I show up on my first day, and I meet the... Um, executive producers it was just two executive producers and then I don't even know what this woman's job was who interviewed me but the exec producers were two men one of which I just he was not friendly when I met him but like you never know with people like and I'm used to like my family is it's a military family they're all kind of can I swear hard asses no, I already gave permission to swear. I'm swearing. They're you hard ass. Ass. It's fine. And I keep forgetting whether or not we can swear. Um, and yeah, I didn't have the best vibes. But anyways, she already warned me that I would have to go out and get coffee sometimes. And I was like, as long as you're giving me real work, I don't care. Like, that's just how the cookie crumbles. No. Yep. So I go up to take his order and he's being like super specific. He's like, I want a vanilla Latte. Okay. Are you understanding me? A vanilla cool, latte. I was like, dig it. Yeah. But I thought he was being sarcastic cause it was so condescending. So I'm like kind of smiling. I'm like, yeah, I think I got it kind of thing. Cause you're just kind of wondering, is this person really like this? You yeah. know what I mean? When you first encounter it. And so I'm like, yeah, I got it. And anyways, I go to the coffee shop. It was like, I don't know, two minute walk. And of course they're out of vanilla syrup. So because he was so specific about a vanilla latte, I was like, well, maybe I should just call him. So I get out of line. I try and call. They don't answer. So I was like, whatever, I'll give him hazelnut. Like hazelnut's good. I always do that if I don't like the vanilla one. Yeah. So I take him back to hazelnut latte. It's like, oh, sorry, they didn't have vanilla. So here's hazelnut. And he literally had a full hissy fit. That I, did I ever tell you about this? Because I'm pretty no, sure we were the dating. Time, uh, first time I've heard this Had story. Had a full hissy fit that I brought him hazelnut. He's like, did I say hazelnut? And I was like, no, but they didn't have vanilla. So I tried calling and he was like, literally threw a fit. And I walked out of the room just like, did that even really happen? Yeah. And I finished the day because I was just kind of processing (laughs) and the whole, they were just getting me to read scripts all day. And I was like, first of all, I'm bored as shit. Second of all, what the hell was that? And I mean, me now being older and, you know, not a teenager would have reacted completely differently, but I was still so young and like, you still believe everyone's good. Yeah. (laughs) Now I know that not everyone's great. And, um, I went, home and um my friend it was our friend michelle 
mm-hmm. told me she'd interned there before. And she was like, uh, and I texted her. I said, oh, well, I, I just finished my first day and it was really weird. Can I call you? And anyways, I talked to her. She told me even worse stories about what happened while she was interning there. Couldn't even believe she stayed there. Yeah. Anyways, I emailed them that night and said that I got a paid job and I wasn't coming back in. I lied. Yeah. Just to come up with some excuse. And I never went back. So, so I have some <laughs> questions for you about that story. Yeah. Well, what did you learn from that experience and would you recommend Makes people? Makes me feel so weird even thinking that that happened now. Okay, but like, it's like you, a dream. you went through it and we're talking about you answered yes earlier to working for free. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of for me, for everybody listening and for myself, you know, connect the dots in that experience as to why you still saw value in that. Well, I didn't see any value in that particular experience, but um, I think that... There's a difference to working for free um, and interning and learning because, and where both parties are getting something beneficial, beneficial, where both parties are getting something beneficial. You're learning what's happening in that environment that you've never been in before. Yeah. Um, and they're getting someone who can do tasks for them that they need to be done. Yeah. Who has potential, you know, they have someone they can almost have in a trial run to potentially hire later on. Yeah. At no point is it okay for them to ever take advantage of you or to put you down. Yeah. Ever. The no. second that starts happening, you leave. And I did leave. It. I really should have left as soon as that happened. But I'm not surprised that I didn't because you're, again, you tr- you just try and change the story in your head and you're in kind of disbelief when things like that happen and yeah. I was young and whatever. But no one, just because you're working for free doesn't mean you're anybody's bitch really. Yeah. You're a human being and you deserve to be treated like another human being who is giving their time also for no pay, Yeah, which should mean they should be even nicer to you really. Yeah. And they should want to help you learn. You know what I mean? And give you, and it's fine if you have to get coffee once in a while, that's why they need someone to do little things like that. But there's always going to be a need for those little things to be done yeah. by someone. But, you know, we still do those things all the time, even yeah. in our own company. And like for us, like it'd be like, oh, do you mind just grabbing a coffee or making a coffee? Like that's okay because we're still treating each other with yeah. respect. And if you care about the business and you care about what you're working on, you're willing to do anything to make it great. Like yeah. we're willing to do anything to make our business great and to work together to, you know, yeah, to do something awesome. No matter if it's organizing a filing cabinet, yeah. you know. Because um, we're working towards something. Together, what what I see that you got out of that experience, just from my perspective, is is that you really learned to even just trust your gut more. Like you knew that you were in that situation, yeah. and you were still willing to work for free to get something out of it. And what you'll walk away with at the end of the day is a better intuition of what you really wanted and how you want to be treated in an environment and who the people that you want to be around, yeah, uh, and who you want to learn from too. Like it sounds like you know, they weren't respecting you. So why should you no, respect and I was them? Like, I don't need this that badly. And no. I got another internship like a month later. Yeah. They're everywhere. People love people who won't work for free. Yeah. I didn't, that was, it was, and actually the place I interned next, the executive producer actually knew that other exec producer, which was really funny. And yeah. I told him what happened cause he and I ended up becoming good friends. And, um, he couldn't believe that it happened. And I said, well, I would just, you know, sleep with one eye open around that guy because he crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's interesting now. I think a couple years ago, 
when I was like really trying to make a transition from like making government videos to wanting to start making travel videos and travel content and getting paid to essentially reposition myself as not just like a business owner, but like a social media person or just wanting to jump into that realm. Um, I worked for free and I actually invested back into myself and I, if anything, I went in, in the deficit, if you should say, of, you know, an investment in Where terms did you of like work monetary. I didn't work anywhere specifically for free, but I went and made these travel videos on my own dime and on my own oh, expense. Yeah. Right. And I worked for free to put my name out into the world. So I went and shot these videos of Toronto and then the Toronto video ended up going into this like travel video that ended up kind of getting some interest from like the Azores tourism board. And from there, all these kind of investments of working for free on my own or on mm. my own dime. Cause I went and shot like Montreal, Quebec city, well, yeah. a whole bunch of places for free. Like it probably cost me like a few thousand dollars to make those things. But in the long run, those things come back to you. It's all time you're putting into getting good at something. And there's different areas that you can invest your time into that are going to allow you to do that. School is one because they give you resources and networking yep. and some information, <laughs> depending on the program that you're in. You don't really need it for what we're doing, I don't think either. Um, another area is the free work and internships and things like that. And then another area is your own passion projects and working, um, on your own prod on your own projects and yeah. coming up with your own ideas and putting your time into it and whatever your heart wants to make spending time making that from beginning to end and understanding that process. Like we were all, you and I were always doing like all of those things yeah, all, all at the once. Time. They don't, one of them doesn't end and allow you the opportunity to do the other one. Yep. You're constantly juggling, juggling and just trying to get good. Yep. And in the process, at some point you end up landing eventually a job yep. that you like. And then you go from there. You either, you know, keep working for someone else. You work for yourself. It's like, but you end up working in the field that you love. Yep. And you also end up taking it. The part of it too is taking risks on things. Cause I think, especially as being an entrepreneur, not only do you have to have like this portfolio to showcase and these, this really strong network to, to pick from and work from and, you know, have create from whatever you want to say like there, but sometimes you just got to take risks cause you never really know where things are going to go. You never know what a, you know, a quick, you know, coffee date with somebody could lead to you just got to try shit, but you just got to go out and try things <laughs> all the time. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I mean, I even with the example of, you know, Peter's a really good friend of mine. And it's one of those things too, where we like, I didn't have expectations from it. I didn't like when we originally met and tried to become like rekindle our friendship because yeah. we hadn't seen each other in a couple of years. That was one of those things where like, we just got together and it was just like, I didn't have expectations. And I think it's important to stay true to that. But again, you know, that cost me money or that was free time. That was time away from working on other things. Yeah. But you also just never know what things lead to. Yeah. And I think it's important to just go and try stuff. I went for one year. I remember that. Remember I was just trying to shoot every single day. I just, it was like, Oh, whatever it is, doesn't matter. $10, no money, $50, a hundred bucks. I wanted to shoot all the time. And like every night I would have like friends over. I would be shooting places, yeah. shooting photos of you, just trying to make stuff. You and I in school would have like photo shoot nights, remember? And we yeah. would get like a couple of beers and we'd be in like, we'd either be downtown or at your parents' house. Yeah. Either there were, there was no in between because yeah. my apartment was tiny. 
and um, just taking photos and yeah, like going out and like I had no money at that time and it was just so fun. And like we felt like we were on top of the world, like doing everything. Like, you know what I mean? Like the world is our oyster. (laughs) Well, you were just trying stuff. Yeah. And it was just so fun. And I was finally starting to realize like I can be good at this. Like in high school, I was just making little videos for fun and I didn't, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I always had an open mind and then going into university, like I kind of knew I had a knack for editing, but then when I got into school, I just got so many, I got distracted with all of the like options that were available and, Mm -hmm. and I didn't pursue that. And then like somehow in my second year, I was like, Oh right. I am really good at this. (laughs) So up again, uh, question for you. Can you share a story of when you worked for free and it worked out for you? Yes. Um, I was, I'm trying to think whether I was completely, I think I was between jobs. It was after university and before I got my first job, um, like full-time job, full-time job, um, at that corporate video production company. Yeah. From what I remember, I think it was. And I was like, I was freelancing, but a friend of ours, was um what was her official position but she was basically the friend is emily i'm about the orn um can i say names is it bad sure i don't think it matters this is a good situation okay well (laughs) emily uh jenkins you'll have to refresh me i don't know which project you really don't know okay anyways she was, I don't Sounds remember. like you don't remember either, so I can't, you can't. I don't remember what her position was, and I feel bad about that because there was actually a really small team, but it it was basically like they did a lot of live sessions and they also yeah. worked on a lot of um, like corporate content, but a lot of commercial stuff. Yeah. So it was a lot of commercial video content and they also did these live ses- sessions with like famous, well-known bands mm-hmm. and and musicians and artists. Like, um, when I was working there, like Nickelback came in that one time and Sam Hunt, like I literally met them and like, I knew that's what they did. And I was like, this is so up my alley. It's music, it's video. Like I want to be there. And they were always looking for PAs for some of these live session session shoots. And I went and I made sure that they knew I was like, I can shoot by the way. I can do all these things, like whatever you need, like, let me know. I'm just so excited to be there. And I really was. Yeah. People have no expectations of the person that comes and works for free. No. And I was so excited. And they, and Emily was like, oh, that's great. And so she actually told her producers and then they were short a camera op for whatever reason. And so I shot, um, I shot the. I can't remember if it was the Sam Hunt one or the Nickelback one now. What is happening to me? I well, shot, one shot of them. You shot one of the videos for a yeah. big artist. So you went from just being a PA to somebody yeah. that was like an actual asset to that production. And I made sure whenever she, like we would have conversations, like I would tell tell her or tell the producers my intentions. I'd say, yeah, I'm, this is what I'm doing right now, but I really want to learn more about this. And I know that's what I would be good at. You know what I mean? I just, I'm waiting for the right opportunity. I'm freelancing right now, but I'm just so excited to be here. This is like all my interests wrapped into one. Yeah. Very clear. I went out on three different shoots, I think, and they knew me. So then it was easier for them to okay me to come back. Um, And then of course, like, can you imagine working around like famous musicians? There was so much like politics involving that and being nice to them and making sure they had like, they're the so waters water. they want it. Yeah. And all those things. And I was like, yeah, I get it. This is how the, this is how it runs. 
started working for that um, corporate production company and they would ask me to come back and I'd be like, no, I can't. I work full time. Like, I yeah. can't. But then Emily was leaving and they were like, oh, we're, we're hiring. And I said, oh my God, I would love to, I would love your job. So I like snuck away from my corporate job to yeah. go interview there. I said I had an appointment or something. Interviewed and then I... Uh, didn't get it that time. And I was like, whatever, I still got another job. But then you and I decided I was going to leave that corporate job. Yeah. And I did. And then literally a week after I quit that corporate job and you and I started working together, um, they came to me and were like, oh, that girl didn't work out. Do you want to, do you want to come back in? Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? And then they literally offered me the job. Yeah. And then there was this moment of like, I thought this was what I wanted. Yeah. And I was already, I felt so Timing. guilty. Like if they had just hired you almost a week earlier, you, I probably you might not even be it. here. You I might, might not even be here. That's the, the way that life works out. Because so, I just, so wait, to, I'm not done. No, no, I was going to ask you a question oh. in your thing. I was going to say, so how many times did you end up shooting for this company before they ended up offering you a job? How much of your time was taken away or, or slash working for free before you really got an opportunity to get your potential dream job at the time or your- There? Yeah. Um, well, there was like, they were three, there were three shoots and they were really long days, like probably like 10 hours, 12 yeah. hours or something each so, time. And so then we're I looking had that at interview. Like 25 to 30 hours. Yeah, like nothing really. Nothing to go from, you know, doing something that like to really participate yeah. in something that you enjoyed and got to meet famous musicians just because they were looking for help yeah. to going and like getting offered a full-time job with a good salary. I wish the timing worked out better. I wish I worked at that corporate production company for one year, worked with like this other more commercial production company for one year. And then you and I were like, yeah, let's go. You but know life I mean? is interesting. That's the yeah. way it works. But I think, but can I just talk about the guilt, <laughs> the guilt in leaving a full-time job where I was also getting promoted. And then you and I started working together and then getting offered this other job, which I thought would, would have been like my perfect job. And just, and then still oh, yeah. working and for also, yourself. I had no idea if we could like afford you for like three months. Yeah. We didn't know whether <laughs> we could actually like, yeah. whether this could float or not, yeah. um, financially. And like literally wanted to throw up that entire month and thinking like, is this is what I thought I wanted to be like, no, I said I was going to give this a shot. And I just said, you know what I mean? I made all of these intentions that we were going to work for ourselves. Yeah. And so I said, no. And uh, I haven't heard back from them since. I think they were kind of upset about it. But. That's okay. <laughs> well, we're, we're doing quite fine and we're happy with where we're at. Yeah. And we made the right choice. It all worked out. Do you have any questions for me about things? I've been asking you a lot of questions. You didn't work for free. Okay. So here's a bit of my... <laughs> no, no, no. I do work for free quite often. It's just that I didn't Not work in for the free in, in, the, in the traditional way. So... I came from a family that um, I think it was always just ingrained in me, like understand your value kind of situation, which I think is both good and bad, but let's kind of focus on like the good side of it. Um, my internships, I just, I never personally, this was like my own choice. I was like, I never wanted to work for free for another company, like where, where I was going to be showing up regularly too. Yeah. Like I'm okay with working for free on like one-offs or working for free on like passion projects and working for free on like short-term investments, whether it be like someone who's like, I have this one video or this short like little YouTube series I want to work on. Yeah, but there's like, always a check. Fine. There's always like a checklist. In yeah. 
but, why you're doing it too. Yeah, but I mean, my my like traditional work experience is also very short lived too. Like that just wasn't the realm I wanted, and I don't think it really made sense for me. But you know, even when I did do my internship, I was like, you got to at least pay me like. 12 bucks an hour, like pay, pay me minimum wage. Yeah. To do I this. wanted to get into this too. Right. Because, and then they were like, yeah, it's no problem because you know, a lot of the times just asking to be able to do that because you need to make a living, but I will still go back to my main answer and say, yes, you should still do things for free. Um, I just think you have to make the right strategic choices, right? Like you don't do everything for free because you're going to just network with other people who just want you to do free work. Cause the moment you do free work, in a freelance position sometimes, it might lead to other people who want you to do free work. I think it's just paying close attention to the personalities that you're working with, the type of work that you're doing, and ultimately what either experience or value add you're going to get out of it. Yeah, can I tack on to the Go. Go. So I think that you you have to do free work if you don't have any experience. But once you start to get some experience, once you have a camera, enough, enough, you have a camera, you've got a few of these internships under your belt. You know what I mean? You have skills and you have knowledge. You deserve to be paid something. And you'll know at what point you do deserve to be paid, like at least minimum wage or whatever. Um, and you have to demand that. And then you have to say no to some of those free things unless it is literally, you know, it's exactly what you want to do. Like I thought I really wanted to work, you know, in music and video and for that commercial production company. Or I I really wanted to make travel videos and really build connections and really have a portfolio to showcase to clients. Yeah. Like that. Like, you know, they can always give you at least $50 or you know what I mean? If it's like for one project, yeah. they can Sometimes give you a hundred dollars. They can give you $200. Like they have, they have Even money. If it's a gift card for like 20 bucks somewhere and that's because what's there's gonna, still a value exchange. And that's, what's going to transition you from making no money into like having this as your little part-time side gig to having this be your full-time job is learning, okay, I, I now feel I deserve this amount of money and asking for it and saying yeah. no to the things that are unpaid or saying no to a rate that you know isn't what you deserve. And then that keeps growing from there. Yeah. But, it, you know, it's interesting because I would say that we still do the odd free thing here and there um, because we're still trying to, like, build parts of our portfolio. I mean, I think our YouTube careers are a prime example of working yeah. for free. Everyone thinks for everyone <laughs> that thinks like we do some sponsored content. Can yeah. we just have a quick rant about the sponsored content? <laughs> Cause it is when you're not doing a, when you're doing a video that's not sponsored or anything, it's really not paid. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're and making that from like an artistic decision. Yeah. I got into this as like a personal challenge to myself and being like, I can do this. I want to see, you know what I mean? Chris just started to do this. Like I can do this too. And just kind of seeing what happened. Um, I had no real expectations. I just wanted to make things. And then I had a platform to make things. And it was really cool when people wanted to see the things that I made and meeting other people and meeting all these like-minded people in the YouTube community that are now my friends. But every week when we're making a video, that doesn't cover any of our expenses, at least not mine. 
you're you have a larger following than I do. No, but, but it doesn't matter. I mean, it's still you're still working for free. And so when people get so upset that we've done a sponsored video, what do you expect me to do? Not get paid for the work that I'm doing and all of the free information that we're trying to give you guys and to make these like interesting to watch? You know how long it takes to make one of these videos? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like rants, rants and, aside, and there's stuff that no, but they're they're pro- we make sure that they're products or they're brands that we really love yeah. and that we want we wanted to work with and we can vouch for. But otherwise, that is also working for free, and that's why I think this rant was applicable. Bye. It's a fairly applicable rant. I think it is important, but I think really where you want to get to at the core of this conversation about the YouTube stuff is that we were already making money. We had a company that was revenue generating. It was in the green, it was paying our lifestyle, and it was doing what we wanted. But we both decided that we wanted something else, and we both wanted some other opportunities in our lives to mix with the things that we already had going on because... That's who we are as people. And when we first started, I remember like everybody in like family being like, "Oh, so you're making YouTube videos?" That's cute. That's that's all cool. Or you, you spent you spent three days on that. Yeah. Wow. Three days. How's uh? Yeah, my mom would always <laughs> be like, she's like, "So how's work going?" And then I would talk about YouTube, and then she'd be like. So what about the business though? Like, is anything coming in? And she'd sound like so concerned. Like, are you yeah. not, are you not working on anything? Is nothing, are you not, are no jobs coming up recently? Are you, you're finishing those. Is nothing coming up? Like yeah. so concerned. <laughs> and I'd be like, no, I'm still working on those. I just, I'm not as excited about them right now. You're things. You're, you're like, you hit a certain plateau with what you're comfortable. Like there was like two years where we were super stoked on our business and everything that was happening. Yeah. And then other opportunities kind of grow. You get used to like, Everything becomes like a new normal. And then from there, you want to grow. And, and we were willing to make an investment in ourselves and work ultimately for free on these things. I mean, I command Becky and Chris for the amount of episodes that they've made oh my God. on quote unquote for free. Can I just talk for one second? If you're not watching Becky and Chris, stop this podcast, go watch their videos, subscribe to them because they are great. And the best part is, that they were doing this for three years because they loved it. And in the beginning, they weren't great. You'll hear Becky and Chris talk about like their, their vlogs weren't great. They were, they were vlogging on like a GoPro for a while, but now that they have over 50,000 subscribers, people are watching and they're freaking dope. Yeah. But they're still like, because they love it and they started out doing it because they love it. And now they're just like kicking it. Yeah. Doing what they were always doing. I mean, there's a lot of, reasons as to explaining why they're currently doing, you know, these things for free. And ultimately and the and at the end of the day, there's a lot of value add for having an audience and a lot of value add that's not just directly made from, you know, selling advertising space on your mm-hmm. YouTube channel. There's a lot more in terms of brand positioning. That's a whole separate well, you can talk podcast. About why, you can talk about why Becky's not getting like paid for anything. Or but can. that's like a completely side conversation. I'm just talking like, I think it's better to like reel it back into like why we it's chose to. She's a Canadian in America. Okay. And she can't work. Lizzie gave the answer. <laughs> Let's jump back into us. Cause I think really we, quick both answer. of us s- sidetrack all very quickly. But I mean, that's, that's the side from the fact. People are here because they like us. Okay. Yeah. Am I right guys? Or <laughs> 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 am I right? <laughs> 
But, you know, if there's something that you've really been thinking about what you want to invest in or what you want to put your time into or where you want to start going, I think it is important that, you know, the initial stage is that it's okay to work for free. And sometimes those expectations of working for free allow you to make mistakes or really get to, you know, showcase your skill set very easily. So whether or not it's going and proving yourself on the coffee run or going to a place and putting your intentions that like, hey, I also know how to shoot video too. And this is what I really want. And then, you know, you do two more of those and you end up getting almost a full-time job. I think people need to not think about it as working for free and think about it as a trial and whether you really love that thing or not. Because when you're not getting paid for anything, like that's kind of your return on the investment is money. But when you're not getting the money, all you're getting back is knowledge and then enjoyment of doing that and enjoyment of getting better. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's really an exercise in, do I really like doing this or not? Yeah. Um, Money aside, because I think a lot of us are in this industry because it's something that we loved to do, not because we thought it was something that was going to pay tons and tons and tons of money. Yeah. I think we are creatives. You get other things out of making things. That's not just monetary value. That's the business side of it. Um, I think that's a good note to wrap it up on. I'm, I'm, I agree. Um, if you guys, if you guys are <laughs> enjoying the podcast, uh, it would mean the world to us if you didn't give it a little rate on either iTunes or whatever place that you're listening to it right now. Uh, we also are making regular content on YouTube and Instagram. So if you guys want to give us a follow there, come say hello, let us know what you thought of the podcast. We'll send you a little DM back. It's just our names. If you, if you don't know us, yeah. this, if this is how you found us, that's freaking amazing. Yeah. And then go watch our other stuff and look at our other pictures. Uh, we appreciate you. Thank you guys for listening. And yes. this is just a couple of creatives signing off. See you next time. Bye. Bye.